With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for January 10th, 2021. Koyo Kubosa here. So very, very glad you joined us. Yes, indeed. A lot of things going on in terms of national politics. and uh, Of course, uh, hopefully this year, pretty soon we're going to have a new president. Politics will change. Hopefully vaccination for the coronavirus will take place. And uh, on those two big scores, uh, let us hope that 2021 is a better year than 2020. And (laughs) that's not saying that much, so it's got to be better, right? But (laughs) what I want to mention this morning is um, stretching exercises, you know, your body. And uh, I used to have a stretching routine, and uh, I was a big, big on stretching. You know, yeah. Uh, um, not just things that I picked up here and there, so I can't say that it's following a particular method. Um, so it might include some classical yoga uh, poses. It might um, some common sense s- stretching. Um, and I want to start doing that again regularly. Uh, nice stretching or routine. And uh, I think I'm very hopeful that uh, I'll be able to do this. It's not like... Uh, going into some big exercise routine and things like that. We all 
want to eat better and get more exercise, okay? Uh, it's not very easy and uh, to make it a habit. But I'm going to start trying to uh, focus and do some more stretching exercises. Uh, keep your body limber, your joints. And um, included in this might be some mental stretching exercises too. Um, and uh, <clears throat> do this on a regular basis. And in fact, I was toying with the idea of... Um, you know, we have uh, our uh, Sierra Sanctuary building and uh, has a nice open floor there. And so maybe I'll, I'm toying with the idea that uh, sometime this year, maybe in six months or so, maybe around June, when COVID is uh, hopefully uh, uh, in the background, to offer some kind of a maybe a one-hour stretching exercise class in our sanctuary building. And, you know, free, just for local people. Uh, we live near uh, Yosemite Lakes Park, which is a housing development. Uh, there must be, you know, several thousand families in there. Uh, and we're about uh, 45 minutes north of Fresno. I wonder if this might meet a need for... Um, <clears throat> people who want to uh, start a little exercise program this year. And uh, it's nothing strenuous. could be for all ages, seniors, and, uh, and not a minor thing. I would get some regular exercise myself. And since I'm not charging, I don't have to be certified. And maybe, you know, 10 to 11 on Sunday or something like this, and put the word out, and uh, we already have about 20 mats in the sanctuary there that we had bought previously for other purposes. And so go out a mat and do some stretching exercises, maybe, uh, you know, <clears throat> on Sunday morning perhaps. So I'm toying with this idea okay. um, to stretch. Sometimes it's kind of funny because a lot of times for athletes or maybe before you go for a, when people who are big into jogging, they would do some stretching before, you know, warm up. Um, and sometimes you have to be careful because you might injure yourself doing your stretching exercises, you know, which is supposed to just limber you up for your regular exercise. But during your warm up, you, you, you do it too vigorously and you might injure yourself. So you have to be careful even during the warm up. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I'm thinking about exactly what kind of a routine, uh, I've been looking on on uh, online. There's quite a few stretching, a lot of different uh, particular schools or methods, and uh, uh, so maybe sort of like a personal, individual exercise hobby, or you know. And I'm gonna study over what's uh, what kind of routines are available from different schools on online 
and put together the ones that I like. And uh, uh, see how this goes. And um, uh, maybe by, by June or so, if everything goes okay, then I might advertise and say, you know, some free yoga. No, no, I don't know what to call it. Maybe I might call it Zen yoga. How, how do you, what do you think about that? Uh, I don't think that those are trademark words. Uh, those are general words in the, in the uh, you know, uh, ordinary vocabulary, English vocabulary. So I don't think I, I need to be concerned about trademark or anything like that. Hey, Zen yoga classes, okay? 10.30 to 11.30 Sunday morning, okay, free. Of course, I might have a donation box there, but, okay. And then I was starting to think that there is a, some uh, professional yoga instructors in our Bright Dawn Lane ministry, and one of them, I think, is from Fresno. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to contact her and see whether she wants to get involved in this uh, and volunteer some of her time. And, you know, this might be uh, started to shape up as something very viable and could be very valuable offering. Uh, um, <clears throat> so stretching exercises. Yeah, all kind of poses, all kind of different things. And I'm getting kind of excited about this idea, you know. And... Uh, it's a service that we would offer. Okay. Put us help to put us on our map, maybe. Although we don't need to be concerned about that aspect, we're fine just the way we are. Okay. Uh, but this is all—it's all gravy. So that's what I was thinking about, and uh, we'll see what happens. Okay. I want to introduce our guest to give us a Dharma glimpse this morning. His name is Bob Unno. Uh, and uh, he was part of our recently uh, graduated class, LM12. He lives in Utah. And let's hear from Bob Unyo-sensei. Hello, friends. It's good to be with you today. For my Dharma glimpse, I want to tell you a little bit about my grandpa. My grandpa, on my mom's side, grew up in the Fort Bridger Valley of Wyoming, he went on to become a very successful thoroughbred racehorse trainer. He worked very hard. He would get up every morning at 4 a.m. without an alarm clock. I was always amazed by that. And took care of the horses every day, trained them, fed them, nursed wounds. He seemed to go about his work in a very comfortable way. I never saw him angry or really frustrated. As I became older, I started to notice other things about him that I obviously missed when I was a kid. And there's one memory in particular that has stuck with me. And now, as someone who practices Buddhism, it has become even more meaningful to me. Grandpa loved to watch baseball. He especially loved to watch the World Series. It didn't matter even who was playing. Honestly, I don't even know who his favorite team was because he was just always watching whoever was on. And I happened to be at his house one year when the World Series was on. Now, at this point, I'm an adult, and I've got young kids. And that particular day, I'm sure there was another 
of my siblings or maybe a cousin there at the house as well. They had their kids, so there was a ton of kids running around the house. Grandpa always sat in his favorite chair, and on this day, that's where he was. I was sitting next to him on the couch, and the TV was in front of us. And on the TV was the World Series. Grandpa was watching pretty intently, as he always did. At some point, a bunch of the kids came running into the living room, and they kind of parked right in front of the TV. I got a little anxious because I didn't want him to bother Grandpa. I knew that this was Grandpa's thing, watching the World Series. But what happened has never left me. He didn't get ruffled or frustrated or anything like that. He just turned his attention to the kids. He watched them. He laughed at them. He laughed with them. He interacted with them when they came up to him. And within a few minutes, as kids do, they kind of scampered off somewhere else, and Grandpa just turned back to the ball game. This scene repeated itself a little while later. Same thing. He turned his attention to the kids, and when they left, back to the game. At one point, the phone rang in his office. He got up, took the call. When it was done, came back, sat down, kept watching the game. He never once complained about being interrupted or that he couldn't focus on his game. He just took everything in stride. As I study the Dharma, I actually think about my grandpa a lot. And this is only one story that illustrates this point. But I can now recognize that he always lived in the now, in the current moment. He never seemed too worried about the future. He never held grudges. He didn't dwell on the past. It wasn't in his nature. When it was time to work, he worked. When it was time to eat, he ate. When it was time to watch a ball game, he watched a ball game. And when his great-grandkids took over the room, he was right there with them. That way of being doesn't come as naturally for me. But I can honestly say that I am much more comfortable than I've ever been to live in what our Dharma teachers call the eternal present. And that's a lesson that I started to learn a long time ago from my grandpa, who, as it turns out, was probably a bodhisattva in a Stetson and a pair of boots. Wow, wow, wow. That's a terrific, terrific armor glimpse. Uh, grandparents are special, special, and uh, having grandkids are, is also very special. You don't have the responsibility, you know. And worries and everything, you get to, uh, the grandparents get to enjoy the grandkids and uh, then the grandkids leave and they go home. <laughs> you know, it's tr it is tremendous, a tremendous thing. And Adrian and I are enjoying that now. Huh? Uh, <clears throat> when the grandkids come over. Uh, so I really know what, what, what that means. And uh, uh, <clears throat> when I was listening to this, to that part about, well, grand, Grandpa always lived in the now, he, you know, and he's really watching a baseball game, and then all the grandkids come in and and uh, are, are obstructing the TV. But that doesn't matter. He plays with the grandchildren when they're there. 
and they eventually, as kids would do, you know, active, they leave, then he goes back. He got two two pluses there, two good things, you know. Um, or you might call it go, going with the flow. Huh? Um, and of course, some things like somebody could get, get let's, somebody could get upset. Yell at the grandkids and say, "Hey, I'm watching." I love baseball. I'm watching baseball, and you guys, kids, come in here. You know, there's all kind of ways that could be handled um, in terms of arranging the environment in such a way, or you know, uh, uh, taking, letting other family members know about this and explaining things and making it so that he doesn't get uh, distracted about by that. But I think it's even better when the way he it was described that he did this situation. Um, it reminded me of a saying. It's kind of a humorous one, but uh, has some wisdom in it. Uh, maybe it applies more to a busy a busy businessman. But the saying is, "Don't forget what's truly important." just because you have to deal with the merely urgent. Uh, I first heard that saying oh, many years ago, but I always remembered it because it's really spot on. Uh, you see busy people, leaders, whether it's a domestic situation or a business or whatever, if you have responsibility and you you know you're busy, important things are going on, decisions, you're you know, a lot of responsibilities, and then the person uh, gets upset at underlings or staff members and starts to yell at them. Say, you know, uh, everyone's under stress. Okay. You know, it's understandable, and yet kind of sad that uh, we get, you know, we become like that when when pressured. Uh, and there are some rare people who have a lot of class and grace under pressure. That is really a beautiful thing. You know, they're really centered. They know what's truly important even though they have to deal with the merely urgent. Uh, that, I want to expand on that, write some, do some writing about this aspect. How to keep that perspective, you know? Uh, how do we act in certain different contexts? Okay? When, the, when there's a teaching, we know the teaching, and then, of course, and it's easy to apply the teaching to other people when you see them in certain situations. But when it's us, it is a different situation, isn't it? You know? Um, that also reminds me of a uh, mm, personal experience I had. Uh, <sighs> I had graduated and I was going to buy a car, you know, 
or living in San Francisco. I was going to San Francisco State for my master's and uh, I was living in an apartment with some guys and uh, I was going to buy my buy a car. And uh, it was my first car. And uh, so I, I was shopping for cars and then I was talking to my my roommate and I was explaining my dilemma. I said, well, I could buy this Chevy, red Chevy, 1960 Chevy, or I could buy this uh, Volkswagen Beetle, or, you know, there's, there's, this is the pluses and minus, pros and cons. You want to do something economical? You want to do something flashy? You can get your piece of paper and you can say, you know, <clears throat> A or B. Pros and cons of each one and everything. And uh, I was kind of in a little bit of a quandary. Should I follow some of my de- my particular desires about the kind of car, or should I be more practical, etc.? And I'm telling, and I was talking to this, asking my roommate, so gee, and he and he 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 was kind of impatient. And with an irritated voice, he said, look, it's simple. You just put the, draw the line on a piece of paper, put your pros and cons, and just, just, just you know, do it. I said, oh, oh, oh. I, you know, I was put in my place, I guess, and I, I remember, okay? I said, well, yeah. Maybe a, a few weeks later, I don't know what the situation was, but he was in the same kind of a situation about something. He had to make a decision. And he was getting kind of uh, stressed out, and he was telling me about it. And my eyes got big, because this was only a couple of weeks after what I described happened. And my eyes got big, and I said, hey, just a couple of weeks ago, you told me, draw, get a piece of paper, draw the line, put your pros and cons, and boom, make your decision. And he sheepishly smiled, and he said, oh, this is different. <laughs> it, it's the same thing, same process, but when it's you, of course it's different. Huh? This is, this is classic. This is classic. Okay. Uh, and it's sort of a, what you might call a human bias, ego bias, you know? Um, and why the context is so important, or from whose perspective are you looking at this? Um, of course, as a college student, I don't—I didn't have much money, and that's a factor. I mean, if you're somebody rich, you, yeah, you buy both cars, <laughs> or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but when you—when it's you, then it is completely different. Um, <clears throat> I think somehow this aspect needs to be fleshed out, unpacked. It could be very valuable, okay? And being honest with oneself is, yeah, it is different, okay? When it's you, okay? And things are not mechanistic in terms of, oh, yeah, you know, you just objectively weigh the factors and, you know, no problem in making decisions. 
Why do you get tore up? Uh, trying to make a decision, you know? Well, it certainly makes a difference okay? if you're talking to somebody else about it. Advice is cheap, et cetera, et cetera. But when it's you, okay, it could be almost an identical kind of situation. Okay? But when it's you, it certainly is different. Huh? This is something that if we really knew that, how, how, how much better would our lives be okay? in terms of our own welfare and also in terms of interpersonal interactions and so forth? You know, if we could put ourselves in somebody's shoes, as they say, okay? if we could have empathy, if we, you know, how much more harmony would there be? And also, we wouldn't get too hard on ourselves either. We would have our inner peace and our harmony with others. Uh, This is what you might call, I guess, wisdom. You know, not just knowledge. Uh, What's the best kind of car? What, you know, what are all the numbers, statistics? Consult the experts, etc. Something about personal decision type type of a context. uh, It's really, or when it's, you know, there was an interesting, maybe this is under the aspect of linguistics or language and, and, uh, perspective, but I always enjoyed this example, which is your views of something are biased depending upon whether the context is uh, other people or whether it's yourself or whether it's your friends. Uh, and if you're talking about the same situation, the same behavior, the same kind of decision you got to make and say, well, you know, it depends what the right decision is based upon whether you're talking about yourself, about your friends, or about strangers. Um, for example, in terms of, uh, say there's a dog, okay, and he's a frisky dog. Uh, if it, If it's your dog... You say, oh, my dog's spirited. Now, if it's your friend's dog, same behavior, jumping around, greeting people when they come to the door. Oh, uh, he's kind of wild. Your dog, your dog's kind of wild, okay, when it's your friend's dog. If you're in a situation where it's a stranger's dog, same behavior, same, you know, that dog's vicious. Okay. Vicious, wild, spirited. Same behavior. But it depends upon whether it's your dog, your friend's dog, or a stranger's dog. Wow. I think this is so valuable in terms of how we judge. Huh? 
judge aspects. You know, this is where we live, man. This is where, you know, uh, uh, who, you think there's something that's uh, right? What is the right <laughs> description of reality? Sometimes we say, wow, we're subjective, objective, uh, ego, altruism, all these kind of dualistic ob- opposites, uh, uh, interpretation, what are your values, preferences, opinions. Uh, this is the nitty-gritty of human life, individually and socially. And uh, what is right understanding? Huh? Wow. This is something that I think I'm going to use as a nice topic for 2021 and uh, see if I could... Uh, capitalize on this. Hey, hey, that's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.